Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As always, it's newer and it's the beginning of the week. And today I'm jumping off with uh, me, Armano, Raheel, to talk about all the things that are going on in the world. Hi, Raheel. Hello. What was that intro? What? We're jump. We're jumping off, and then also we're Spanish. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Not that. How's that? Uh, uh, um. Okay. All right, that's fine. All right, great, wonderful. I'm glad we're all okay. on the same page. Hey, yep. so many things happened in sports. Um, there's some stuff happening. You know, it's like sports and scamming. Um, there's sports and scam. You don't know. Okay, okay. Wait, hold on. First, I need to ask you this question. Sure. Okay. Um, do you love Sandra Bullock? I do love Sandra Bullock. I didn't know that that was a sports and scamming that you were talking about. <laughs> Okay, let's just get right into it. Um, so, um, very dark, dark stuff. Um, yesterday, a lawsuit came out about um, the film. So, the film The Blind Side, which, by the way, uh-huh. I'm very proud to say I never watched it. Oh, I watched the shit out of it. I've watched it like four or five times. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, the movie The Blind Side, which won Sandy, Sandy Bullock and Oscar. Sandy B. She was also a producer on it. She made a lot of money on that movie. <laughs> okay. Well, the inspiration for that movie was Michael Orr and um, his relationship with the Tuies, uh, which is the family that they portrayed, that Sandra Bullock portrayed the mother. Um, it came out yesterday that he was actually never adopted by this family. In fact, it was a conservatorship. And he did not know that it was a conservatorship until just this earlier this year so in february of this year he found out that the documents that this couple made him sign when they were when he was 18 and he came to live Mm -hmm. with them was not adoption papers instead it was a conservatorship and within the conservatorship there was all this shit including like the stuff about uh making a movie out of him writing a book about his life all that stuff Mm -hmm. And within the deals and like part of the conservatorship was like he did not he basically gave away control to them to do all of his contracts. So when they came up with the movie and the book, they set up the contracts real in a way where Michael Orr made zero dollars from the movie and their Mm -hmm. children, their birth children, their biological children. Yes. Made made like a huge cut from the movie and the books themselves. Yeah. So they made they made money from his life story. Yes. Because technic so because they were saying that they, it was really their life story. Yeah. It's, it's I see nothing wrong with this what? and I think we should 
No, I'm joking. Obviously, I'm joking. Right. Um, as somebody that watched the movie, um, that was kind of excited about the movie coming out, like mm-hmm. you, you know, like right off the bat that this is, you know, this is going to be riddled with some bullshit. Um, you knew that from like the trailer, um, watching it, but you know, I, I, once again, it was 2009. I think we were a little bit more accustomed to these like white savior movies coming out without mm-hmm. questioning it without like mm-hmm. you know without being like hey you know this is this is a nice inspiring story but there's also a lot of bullshit in here right so that's kind of the mindset so i watched it i had a great time um i really like michael lewis uh the guy that wrote the book right because he wrote moneyball and he wrote a bunch of other things but even then like when you were watching it in the moment right you were like Okay, this is a nice, inspiring story. But my understanding of these people, and by these people, I mean, like, you know, there are these boosters, these, uh, especially like in the SEC and stuff, um, mm-hmm. there are these boosters in the South that are heavily tied into these college football programs, mm-hmm. which I think we've talked about in the past, how fucked up college football is because the yeah. athletes don't get paid and it's crazy. Um, and there's so much money to be made that there has to be like impropriety going on. So, yeah. like, you kind of know that. Um, but the movie is different because it's Sandy B. And Sandy B is, like, fun to watch. And she's, like, you know, she's having, like, you know, she's uh, she's like a spitfire. And, like, but, like, if you're watching it, there's, like, the scene in the movie where, like, uh, Sandy B comes down from, like, the stands. And she, like, uh, yells at the coach because the coach isn't using Michael Orr correctly. And she's, like, that's not how you're going to treat my son. And the coach is like, oh, shucks. Okay, I need to, like, get my shit together, right? Like, in real life, these coaches, like, the coach would never say that. The coach would tell her to go shut the fuck up and, and sit back down, right? Because that's what it really is, like, in, like, not the real world. Um, and even when it was, even when it came out, Michael Orr said that, you know, some of these things, I understand that they have to heighten it for Hollywood or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, the biggest scene in, like, the trailer and in the movie, like, the heart-wrenching scene is, like, Sandy B leads him to like a room and there's like a bed in it. And she's like, Oh, this is your room. And he's like, Oh, I've never had one of those before. And she's like a room. And he's like, no, a bed. And it's like this emotional scene. And Michael Orr was like, you know, that's bullshit. Like I've had (laughs) beds in my life. (laughs) Right. So that's kind of what like the movie made him out to be like overly simplified, which is a thing that Hollywood used to do all the time i think that's the thing that hollywood still does yeah. especially when it comes to because it doesn't know how to talk about like black people yeah. like the only way to show like a six foot six 350 pound black man to not be intimidating for white audiences yeah. is to make him like a very simple person yeah so like, like you have to root a, for him exactly right? a total simpleton who just like doesn't know anything just like you know hasn't been around anything of value like exactly and also they made him seem like he was just like picked off the street i guess but like he had been yeah. playing football of like course. It's, it's, this whole like, time everybody knew like exactly what they were doing there was a, like these these kind white people they just open up their homes because you know they saw a big black kid that needed a home they knew that they were going to be that there was going to be a booster situation that they're going to get him to Ole miss because they're tied to Ole Miss because, you know, the father has connections there or whatever. 
And that's just the way that SEC football works. That is the reason why it's disgusting. And that's the reason why the, the college kids should get paid, right? Um, so you, you always kind of knew there was like this little bit of like, ah, okay, the blind side is it's a nice, inspiring story, but I know the movie is mostly bullshit because it is. It's the blind side. The movie is different from the book also. I think mm-hmm. the book is a little bit more serious, right? I think we'd all just kind of, in like the last five, six years, the blind side had become kind of a punchline because how like blatantly white savior bullshit it is. Right? Yeah. So everyone's like, that was kind of bullshit. But at the time that it came out, a lot of people were inspired by it. So you just let it go. Yeah. The fact that they were lying to him this entire time makes my original perception of those people. Like when you watch like news reports or whatever, right? And you watch and you saw the actual... What's her name? Leanne Tui? Leanne Tui, yeah. Leanne Tui, right? You're like, this Leanne Tui, she doesn't look or sound like Sandra Bullock in the movie. <laughs> like I, I and then I'm like, am I am I bad? Like, you know, she's just a white lady. Why am I just judging a white lady? But I was like, her haircut, her hair, I do not trust this haircut. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I, that's what I was thinking about now that it's out, I'm like, oh man. Of course. Yeah. Of course that's what happened. Yeah, it's uh, it's just oh god, they're the worst, the worst kind of people. So, but obviously, n- needless to say, we are on Michael Orr's side, and you know, I'm gonna be interested to see how much like the free Britney people who are like so gung ho mm-hmm. about her and conservatorships, like where do they land in this? Is this something they're gonna give a shit about? Because you know, these are people that like brought the term conservatorship to the forefront, and I want to see like uh-huh. if they actually uh give a fuck but mm, i feel like they're not going to <laughs> i did want to inquire about how conservative conservatorships work there's a couple of things i'd like to take conservator conservatorships over like just randomly if they're just handing them out then sure okay. i'd like i'd like a couple of things what like what I, I don't have any i don't have a list but i would like the option to be available like you have some good shit in your house that i would uh- like for myself there's a bunch uh- of there's a bunch of like uh, like uh, um, Playstations and Xboxes and stuff like that. Do your kids really need those? Can I just take them over? Because I, I don't mean, think you guys are using them properly. It sounds like you're just stealing. Yeah, I'm just stealing. <laughs> because that's what it is. Okay. That's what these a conservatorship did. is a court order that appoints someone to oversee the financial affairs of a minor or a person who is incapacitated. Oh, oh you know, and they, and they told him that we have to sign a conservatorship because you're over 18 and they don't allow over 18 adoptions. That's just a fucking lie. It's like a straight up blatant lie. And apparently the lawyer that had them write up these papers was like a personal friend of the Tuies, so much so that they used to call her like Aunt Deborah, like she was like, you know, a family friend. And so this woman was like, they didn't have him. Re- they just like told him what it said and then had him sign it, which is fucking evil, man. So, you know, and that's the thing, right? Like the, the reason why black people don't trust like white people, like even like regular suburban white people, yeah. is this kind of shit is I'm not saying it happens all the time, but like there's a lot more avenues for you to legally do some bullshit when you are white than if you are black because you just know a guy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I've been kind of getting more and more involved with, like, my town stuff 
recently uh-huh. because I met a councilman or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I've, so I've been, I, I met like the police chief and I met like the fire department guys or whatever. Right. And they just, it's great. I like, I like that. I know the police chief. I like that. I know the fire department guy. Right. So like if something ever happens, I know I have a little bit of like a leeway with some of these things. Sure. And that is what I think just being white in this country gets you. It's just a little bit of leeway, a little bit of like the benefit of the doubt um, that is not afforded to minorities, but it's especially not afforded to black people. Right. So that's yeah. the core of the problem. Yeah. Um, we call that privilege, white privilege. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I went on a three minute rant to explain white privilege. But that's yeah, I know. I was like, um, OK, you're a little you're like three years late. OK, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, I have a question for you. Um, the way you describe the SEC, it sounds a lot like uh, the mob. Uh, the SEC is a filthy, disgusting organization. The entire NCAA is essentially bullshit. Like, Mm. it is crazy that it gets to survive the way that it does. The NCAA does, you know, there are a lot of good, uh, there's a lot of good programs, I guess, for actual student athletes, for athletes that, you know, that play a sport that is not going to be a professional career for them, but it does help them get school, like, you know, pay for school and things like that, right? That is real. But the big business of college sports is all tied to, um, the TV deals, right? Mm-hmm. And the TV deals are insane, like hundreds of billions of dollars. Insane. The coaches get paid tens of millions of dollars. The strength, like like the biggest coaches now in any college football program, other than the head coach and like the offensive and the defensive uh, coaches, are the strength and conditioning coaches. Because what they do, they have to make sure that these kids are prepared to play every single week and that they are in the best conditioning possible, right? And that make that that forces them to keep driving, keep driving, to push it to the limit, which is fine if you are selling the kid on, hey, I'm trying to make you a better player. Yeah. But a better player for a program that you will not receive any sort of financial um, you know, you won't you won't get a paycheck from playing for a college sports team, right? And they don't really give a shit if you make it to the NFL or not. Like, so all, all they want is just your talent. It's crazy. Are you thinking that maybe the college players need to strike? The college players need to strike. They need to unionize. They need to get all of this stuff done. Yeah. Like, so they threw out these NIL deals at them a couple of, uh, yeah. like last year, which we yeah. talked about. The name and much liking, right? Like exactly. Yeah. And that's fine. But like, you see exactly what happens with the NIL deal when like, the biggest NIL draw is this, like that white girl. Um, yeah, and it's and you know it's a it's a gymnast from LSU that is nowhere near the top of her field, right? Yeah. She's just a blonde, beautiful white girl from New Jersey, by the way. So good for yeah, us. I know. But um, but so it's you know they throw stuff like this out there, but that's not what the kids need. The kids should get paid for their play. It's the only thing that makes sense. Wow. Well. I was going to bring up um, the mafia because that's a segue into um, your favorite guy who we mentioned yesterday uh, or last week, um, aficionado of, or two weeks ago, aficionado of tits, a claimant of all tits, Rudolph William Louis Giuliani has been named in another Trump indictment, which you uh, had mentioned was coming up also two weeks ago when we talked about it. 
And it's wild because he's been indicted on RICO charges, which yeah. he himself, as mayor of New York City during his time or whatever, um, he was the pioneer, I think, of using RICO charges to like dismantle the New York City mobs, yeah, New York delicious. State mobs. And here it's he amazing. is. It's great. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it really is amazing. I saw a, <laughs> so stupid, I saw a meme. <laughs> I saw a meme and it said Rico Law, but it was an image from the Rico Law <laughs> commercials. <laughs> Rico Law. I didn't know what Rico standard stood for. It was it's racketeering. Um, hold on. Let's look it up. Let's let's just, you know, let's pretend to at least know what the fuck we're talking about. A racketeering, racketeer influenced and corrupt organizations act. And I know about RICO laws because of The Sopranos. And you know about the RICO laws because your husband makes you watch The Dark Knight over and over again. And that is how um, the assistant or the attorney or whatever, the district attorney uh, gets all of the mobsters in the beginning. Before the the Asian guy uh, uh, flees a country. Oh, yeah, that's right. There you go. Where's Falcone? <laughs> Where anyway, is Falcone? Anyway, um I mean Rudy really, you know, he flew too close to the sun. I think that's what <laughs> He really did. <laughs> Somebody listed the name of names of all the people in the Trump indictment and they said that it looks like people's it looks like names you'd feature in like a sketch cuz like a joke sketch or a bit because their names are ridiculous. I'm just going to read you some of the names here. Obviously, Donald John Trump, Rudolph William Louis Giuliani. Um, my favorite is Sean Micah Tresher Still. Stephen Cliffgard Lee. These are incredible names. Misty Hampton. <laughs> All these people sound like boosters for the SEC, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mark Randall Meadows. I don't trust that guy. Mark Meadows, he was he was actually, I think, Trump's chief of staff while he was in, in, in the White House. Uh, Harrison William Prescott Floyd. Harrison Floyd, not to be confused with Harrison Ford. Anyway, um, good luck to you, Trump. What? Why? I mean, not actual luck. I mean, no luck. No luck <clears throat> there. Have fun with that, it, I guess. It, you know, I think about Rudy Giuliani and think about like where he was. 20 years ago, right? Post 9-11, America's mayor, so trusted, so respected, mm-hmm. all of those things. He ran for president, didn't get there in 2008. You understand. You're like, okay, buddy, you know, the mayor thing got you this far, but it's okay. You get to live a life. You can be in, a person of influence in the Republican Party. It's fine. You can have like a good life, right? Instead, what this jackass has done is like completely like destroyed his whole reputation. Like, did you know that Rudy Giuliani was a contestant on that uh, Mask Singer show? Yes, I do. I unfortunately do know that. <laughs> and that's a crazy thing, right? Like all these Republicans, like you hear about like, okay, there are two sides, the Democrats and the Republicans. They're both like equally bad or whatever, because everyone's a politician and we should, you know, we should be open to like accepting Republicans as like a legitimate party or whatever. Mm-hmm. But 
it's the Republican Party. The Republican Party doesn't take itself seriously, right? That's the reason why you end up in situations like this. Like, all they want, like, this Barbie thing that's going on, right? Amazing. You still haven't no, watched it. I still haven't watched it because my guy, um, all the Republicans that I follow tell me that it is uh, anti-male. And I shouldn't have. <laughs> Who's the guy? Who's the guy? Who's the guy? Uh, ben uh, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro went like opening night, and he like, and he like posted this picture or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And it's because Ben Shapiro doesn't actually give a shit about like conservative rules or conser- conservative values or anything. Ben Shapiro just wants to be a famous person. That's the thing about the yeah. Republicans; they are so fucking thirsty. Like all they do is complain about celebrities, but they would. Trade it all in if yeah. they could be celebrities. That's yeah. what they want. Yeah. Yeah. They famously love Reagan, a full celebrity. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's just how they measure shit. Like, and it, like, you know, somebody like Ted Cruz, right? Ted Cruz mm-hmm. is obviously a smart person. Mm-hmm. He went to, I think, Princeton and then he went to Yale or Harvard for his law degree. You do not do those things if you are a dumb person, right? Yeah. Instead of just being a smart Republican and talking about Republican values, what he wants is to be trending on Twitter because because Ted Cruz's problem is at the core, he's just a dweeb, right? And he wants to feel cool. So like when he ran in 2016, he was like, he was using lines out of the West Wing and like the American president, like they were his own lines because he thought that it would make him. Yeah. Um, and when he was attacking Donald Trump, right? And then he figured out, oh, people aren't buying this. People aren't <laughs> buying this version. So he grew like a stupid fucking beard. Like he's a hunter, right? <laughs> and now he's on like he's on like YouTube and Twitter talking about like what it means to be a man and all this other bullshit. And it's like, dude, did you think that we forgot that Donald Trump called your wife ugly <laughs> and you voted for him? I know. You know, it's just sad. I think that you bringing up that point of like, these are just men who like want to be cool. Cause like, I get that vibe a lot, right? Like I get that from Ben Shapiro often of like you, I don't think that you actually, you're at the end of the day, you're just a giant dweeb and like that you just want the attention. So I know. Um, well, uh, what was the other thing I wanted to talk to you about? A quick update on Lizzo. Oh, um, Beyonce last night said i love lizzo during her concert so oh all right well lizzo's yeah. back the Beyonce scales are shifting okay. yeah the scales are shifting in favor of lizzo <laughs> is that really a thing you should say <laughs> i don't mean it that way is I'm, that is that what got us into this problem into this trouble in the first place i um i did update my itinerary for uh amsterdam and i did add banana and butter to it for sure <laughs> it's i made like a whole map and everything you know how we do so that's exciting for her that's good. um another update I want potassium to... that what you'll get some potassium <laughs> that night <laughs> i went on the website uh not safe for work <laughs> Use the incognito window. Yeah, definitely use the incognito window when you're looking at the banana and bar. Um, another update I wanted to provide to you is regarding um, Beth Beth Frankel. As I mentioned last week, she's creating this union and she's been saying that, you know, um, Bravo is grotesque and depraved because of their treatment of reality stars. Well, guess what? 
a few months before she started putting this whole thing together, mm-hmm. she had pitched a new show to Bravo that Bravo rejected. <laughs> so I am shocked. Yeah. Bethany Frankel, Two Faced, <laughs> a liar. No way. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, I have a question for you. Who do you think was the first person recently to hit 600 million followers on Instagram? 600 million followers. Yeah, I was shocked that Katy Perry was up there for Twitter for some time. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it a sports person? It is. Is it a soccer player? It is. Is it Lionel Messi? No. Is it Cristiano Ronaldo? It is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So obviously that happened and immediately people were like, okay, so a rapist. (laughs) That came back? Oh, yeah. Good. If you're not familiar, um, there was a deposition as he was charged for uh, sexual assault, sexual crimes, rape in 2009. And his own story of what happened is no gray areas. Like he. Yeah. He fully raped a woman. Mm -hmm. Yep. And here he is, 600 million followers. So, you know what, Raheel? You were right to never be on social media. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, even, like, the entire Ronaldo thing, right? Because there's always been, like, a Ronaldo versus Messi conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a Messi guy myself, um, even though I don't give a shit about soccer. I know enough that I knew that I was a Messi guy. A big part of Ronaldo's, like, the persona is that he is this, like, global icon. Like, mm-hmm. it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, Ronaldo looks like a global icon. So he is a global icon. So now he has all these followers or whatever. I never understood why that story never got picked up the way that it should have. Yeah. Right? It, it had been around. It's been around for, like, 10 years or whatever, right? And, you know, the details came out. But it just never got picked up. It never got picked up by the sources that you expected to get picked up by. Yep. I don't get it. Yep. I don't understand it either. But at the same time, I remember a couple months ago, we had talked about that uh, Moroccan player who uh, yeah. was going through I mean, divorce or whatever. And yeah, he put yeah. all his money in his wife's name. But by the way, I had been thinking more about it. And like, it's, it is really fucked up. Even if he wasn't getting a divorce with this woman, right? Like, your wife is your wife, like, and your children mm-hmm. are your children. You got you got to take care of them. It's yeah. he's what a dick. Anyway, um, that guy also was accused of raping someone. So like, you know, I feel like these internet. I feel like yes, we're aware in like the United States of like, like how PR works and everything. I feel like when you are a global superstar, it is a whole other level of like press, uh, finagling. Don't you think? I think so. I, I think it, it also has to do with the fact that so many men aspire to be athletes. Like being an athlete is like the thing that every man basically wants to be. Yeah. Right. And so you look at somebody like that, you look at somebody like like Ronaldo and a part and, and you know, you say, well, why would Ronaldo need to rape somebody like why? You know, that's not how this works. Right. Women are flocking to him. So there's a tendency not to believe the women in these situations because of the image that these people have in the world, right? So that's the gray area. Um, And I think it's not just men, right? Like there's a lot of female fans 
that look at somebody like Ronaldo and they don't maybe believe the women as, you know, as much as they should, which is well, you know, misogyny is a hell of a drug. And yeah, women exactly. are the biggest, sometimes the biggest abusers of it themselves. It's mm-hmm. the call comes from inside of the house. It's very bad. If you just saw the amount of people that like supported um, Johnny Depp Johnny during Depp. that yeah. that whole thing, which by the way, so now there is a documentary that's coming out about the trial and in the trial itself, they're not actually talking about the trial, but they're talking about the way that social media and commentary worked in along with supporting this person and like the how the court of public opinion is starting to impact the actual court systems themselves Mm -hmm. and so in that documentary they're actually going to be showing a lot of the people that like mocked amber heard during the trial and so all the people that were like on social media getting their clicks and their views on tiktok and youtube mocking this woman during this trial are going to be like in a documentary as the villains in the story, which I think is pretty great. I think it's fair. I think it's time that it happens, right? Like there's a whole industry that popped up around this trial of like yep. people reacting. Like, yep. first of all, I don't understand how those react videos work. I don't either. Because it's just like, you're not the one that puts out the content. Somebody else did all the work and you just watch it and you go, wow. Reaction content is it's, it's, it's so confusing to me. It is so confusing. There are, there literally are accounts that pop up all the time, like on Facebook, because I am barely ever on Facebook. But like on Facebook, there's like reels will pop up of like, there's this one particular woman, she just watches people like organize their fridge or watches people like make a video. And all she does is she splits the screen and she laughs with them. And I'm like, I... How and then you look at the views and it's like thirty million views and you're like, who? How? What is happening? I had one suggested to me the other day. It was like a fifty-seven minute long video of an actress um, reacting to the uh, to watching The Godfather, right? <laughs> <laughs> I started it and she's like, "Yeah, I've never seen The Godfather. I hear it's pretty good. I hear it's a masterpiece. So I'm just gonna watch it and react to it, right?" And she starts watching it, and she's like, oh, this is pretty good. It's like, no shit, bitch. It's the fucking Godfather. Of course it's good. It's a masterpiece. Why do I need to watch you reacting to this? You're yeah. adding nothing. You know you really need to go watch the Barbie movie. I should I should watch the Barbie movie and have a reaction video. Oh, my God. It. Record As yourself at the movie it. theater yeah. watching the Barbie movie the whole time. Yeah. Just um, calling out actors. Hey, yes. Hey, you want to talk real quick about um, politics for a second, only because of sure. your guy, your favorite guy, your favorite Republican, Christopher That's Christie. Right. That's right, baby. Christopher Christie apparently gifted Zelensky. What's Zelensky's first name? Vladimir, I believe. I feel like you are just making that up. Is it? Let's yeah, Google Vladimir, that. Vladimir Zelensky. Okay. Um, oh yeah, it is, it is. It is Vlad. Okay, wow. The spelling of Vladimir is not what I expected. You know, I am a Zelensky guy because I believe uh, Ukraine is uh, who we root for in this war. That I really don't know what's going on. Of course, but yes. I think Ukraine is the right one. Yeah, but that's a, that's another beard that I don't one hundred percent trust. 
But yeah, I, I know I know why he grew it. He grew it when the fighting started or whatever, right? But also like, yeah, you can shave. It's not like you don't have time to shave. <laughs> yeah, but I think he looks cool. Yeah, he looks great. He looks Good great. Friend. He's a, yeah. this guy, a former comedian. Yeah, comedian and actor. Yeah, exactly. He played, I think, the president on a TV show before he became president. Yeah. Okay, you know, I'm saying that and like, you know that if, uh martin sheen martin yeah. sheen right if he yeah. ran for president so many people would just vote for him just because so he played people. the president i vote you for were. him you yeah, Jeff Bartley, the greatest president of my life <laughs> i'd vote uh, for him i'd vote for matt santos i'd vote for jeff bridges in the contender great president <laughs> you gotta watch that um how do you think vladimir's first name is spelled uh, I looked it up. Oh, man. V-O-L-O. Yeah, V-O-L-O-D-Y-M-Y-R. That is cool. That looks like a, you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of like how millennials like name their children, like my my own children. Yeah. Like I spelled Aiden with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Chris, Chris, Chris Christie gifted Vladimir Zelensky handwritten lyrics to Bon Jovi's It's My Life as inspiration. <laughs> First of all, do you want that as a gift? No, I don't want that as like. <laughs> can you imagine how pissed off you have to be if you're Zelensky and you're like, <laughs> I am trying to save the like the soul of my nation here. You come here with these bullshit lyrics to this third rate song. Like, this is not what I need right now. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> also, when I initially saw it, I thought it was. Like he, like I thought Chris Christie wrote the lyrics and then framed them. Like he, like Chris Christie, <laughs> like it was handwritten by Chris Christie, but it was just a Bon Jovi song. Like I was like, that's a weird gift. But the page six article is uh, hilarious. Okay. <laughs> New Jersey ex governor Chris Christie is doing his part to make sure Ukraine can take heart from more than living on a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> If he gave him living on a prayer, I'd be like, you know what? That makes sense. But this song was bullshit in the moment. It was a piece of shit song when it came out. <laughs> During an unannounced visit to war-torn na- to the war-torn nation, Christie gifted Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky handwritten lyrics to the Bon Jovi hit It's My Life from the famed signer- singer himself. The song served as an inspiration for a lot of citizens in Odessa as they were preparing for the invasion by the Russians. Christie told uh, CNN, I'm just, you know, here's the other thing. Um, wh- why not Bruce? So I don't think uh, Bruce would have allowed that. Oh. I feel like even though Chris Christie is a huge Bruce guy, um, I don't think Bruce would have been okay with that. Actually, I don't know if like Bon Jovi gave him the okay to do this either. I think he may have just been acting alone or whatever. But I also don't know what Bruce song I would gift. I mean, there's a bunch of Bruce songs that are like, you know, uplifting or whatever. But I feel like they're more American. Um, so maybe that's the reason why. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and <laughs> Yes. Do the lyrics also like the song starts off with like a wah ooh wah ooh? Remember the song? Do you remember the song? 
Is that part of the song or is it just yeah, the guitar in the back? I don't know if it's a guitar or not, but I remember the video and I remember Richie Sambora making like pantomiming wow 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 wow. You think no. the wow wow is written out in the lyrics? No, I don't think so. I googled it and the wow wow are not a part of it. it's my life. Um, Zelensky is like, who the fuck is Frankie? Because it says Frankie said I did it my way. Do you think of John Bon Jovi as a New Jersey person, or do you think of him more as a Philadelphia person? Uh, well, if I think of him as a person from a state, I think of him as a New Jersey person. But uh-huh. I think of Bon Jovi more as like a universal artist than a oh. New Jersey artist. Because oh. I think that's just how we, like when we heard about Bon Jovi, it was in Saudi Arabia. That's when I first heard about Bon Jovi. Yeah. So the New Jersey of it all really didn't factor into it. It was the New Jersey of it came in after I learned about Bon Jovi. How do you okay. feel about Bon Jovi? I feel nothing about him, but did you know that his son is engaged to Millie Bobby Brown? His son is engaged. Millie Bobby Brown is the girl from Stranger Things? Yeah. Oh. She could be engaged. the first daughter like, of New Jersey. Isn't she like 12? <laughs> she's 19. Too young to get engaged in my opinion. Yeah, that's insane. I know. You said she's 19. Like, that's okay. It's not okay. No, I know. Nobody should be getting married until they're I mean, good years. for them. I guess. God bless. All of that stuff. Yeah. What Bon Jovi song would you want? I don't like Bon Jovi. At all? No. Like, I I you, I you, would have to, like, really... Okay, let me look at it. Um, living on a Prayer? I mean, I guess. You know what? Mm-hmm. It just... I said I guess, and then I... It literally felt the rush of screaming that song with a bunch of people. Yeah. So it does that is a good time. Um let me see what else are what other songs does John Bon Jovi have? You know the one that I'm partial to. Uh Wanted Dead or Alive? Nope. Oh. I don't know. Always. Oh yeah. I don't know That's why I don't consider those songs like his songs. I think because like I just consider them like jam band songs so i don't ever remember that it's like bon jovi who's like i can't sometimes tell the difference between like a journey song and a bon jovi song you know what i mean i do know what you mean but that is also offensive (laughs) (laughs) like journey bon jovi the eagles like it could all just be one it's like all songs on a jukebox and like a dive bar in new jersey i'm just like okay Hmm. i think bon jovi's a little bit more special than than that than journey but i get it all right well that's that um real what lengths would you go to stop yourself from aging what are my options like what are we talking about am i murdering somebody no 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 i'm talking (laughs) about monetarily oh i don't know what's a good what's a good amount to spend well i don't know what's a good amount Okay, 100000 All right. Well, I don't know what's a good amount, but 45-year-old CEO is spending $2 million a year on anti-aging. Um, his name is Brian Johnson, and he is dedicated to living longer. And um, it's if you look up this man's face, Raheel, at no point will you ever think that this is a person that is going to live forever. <laughs> in, in the words of Bon Jovi. <laughs> Wait, what's his name? Brian Johnson? Brian, jo- Just look up Brian Johnson, Brian with a Y, like Zelensky, and um, look up anti-aging, and you're going to see his dumb face, and you're going to be like, 
why? Why would this man? And by the way, he looks, he's 45. He looks positively mm, 58. It's got, yeah, he looks terrible. He looks like, like a 60 year old that had a lot of plastic surgery done. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. what he looks like. Yeah. He is a mega rich California CEO. He follows a strict diet, sleep, wind, sleep and wind down ritual, exercise regimen, takes a round of daily supplements, undergoes count, countless med- medical tests because he wants to strive for the biological age of 18. I just, and he spends yeah, $2 million okay. a year doing it. And I'm like, you're still a pale, thin lipped bitch. Like, I don't <laughs> think that you're attractive at all. Oh, and part of his real part of his shtick is he gets infused, he gets transfusions of his 19-year-old son's blood. Oh, God. You know, this was a story on Silicon Valley, the TV show. But it was oh, supposed really? to be a parody. But apparently these lunatics do this. Like, all these rich people because they just want to live forever. Yeah. I think that I, I didn't realize that that was, like, such a thing. That, like, people were obsessed with not dying. And, like, <laughs> trying to come up with, like, ways to not die. And I just feel like this goof is just going to get like, you know, meet Joe Black, hit over, hit run, hit by a bus or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't. I, I like I like that, you know, the thing, the main um, motivator for us or like the biggest anxiety for all human beings, uh, which is death, is something that you didn't think that people cared about. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm saying, obviously, we all wish to not die. But I'm saying, like, you know, I'm just saying, I didn't think that I would go to though anybody's going to those lengths. Like, I didn't know that tech bros were like so obsessed with like keeping themselves alive. I didn't know that like, mm-hmm. what is it, San Junipero, whatever that was, the Black Mirror episode. Yeah. I didn't know that that was like really trying to happen, and it's silly. Yeah. This is guy named Ray Kurtzwheel. Uh-huh. That has been doing this for like the last 40 years. I think he's like some sort of genius. I think he was involved in the music industry or whatever. But okay. his thing has always been, I am going to migrate my uh, subconsciousness or my consciousness onto a chip. And I'm going to live as a computer program. That is what he is striving for. So right now what he does is he takes all these vitamin pills or whatever. So he can stay alive until that technology is figured out. And it sounds exhausting. I'm like, just fucking die, dude. He's like yeah. in his eighties now. Okay. Yeah, I just I feel like and I feel like these types of like very wealthy people who are like, see, I'm doing something because I've survived this long. It's like, no, well, you're also extremely rich and like you're just protected mm-hmm. and you probably have security and everything. Like that's not it's ridiculous. Um another article about this guy. Oh Jesus Christ, you know, so many ads on articles, like what is this a recipe? Okay. Johnson's on a quest to turn back his biological clock, returning his body's 45 year old quote, brain, heart, lungs, liver, kidney, tendons, teeth, hair, skin, bladder, penis, and rectum to each of their 18 year old condition. Now I don't want to be what I look like when I was 18. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, uh, forget that. I did not know that your rectum ages as you age. <laughs> I guess from just wear and tear? Is that what we're talking? <laughs> My rectum has 100,000 miles of treads on it. How does that work? 
Yeah, and how do you like compare the markers of like an aged rectum versus like a <laughs> rectum? You know what I mean? Like, I get like your your lung capacity, sure, because of like how your endurance or something like that. Yeah. But also, like, why are you checking back there? Who's looking? <laughs> and you know what's and, when- and and what are the efforts one has to make to de-age, turn the clocks of time back on <laughs> one's rectum? How do you de-age your rectum? I don't know how you de-age your rectum. But if I had to guess on how you tell the age of your rectum, you know, if you chop a tree in half <laughs> and you can count <laughs> You can count the rings. I'd imagine there is some way to tell. Like I, I would imagine that you know, people in this field can just take a look at a picture of a rectum and correctly age it identify the age of it correctly age it (laughs) (laughs) like during like you know murders and stuff they could just like look at somebody's rectum and be like i mean they said that they were 40 but the rectum shows (laughs) otherwise yeah now do you think (laughs) about i'm just wondering if my rectum's age is the same as my age age um and what i can do about it Exactly. How do you match it? How do you? Because like I know that I have excellent vitals. God bless. Like I've got very good vitals, and it's very confusing sometimes because like my body composition does not necessarily match my vitals. I think like I've Mm -hmm. been told my whole life that I'm like obese, and like obese people are not supposed to have like healthy vitals, whatever, right? But like I, my body composition does not match my vitals. My vitals have always been really, really excellent. Our, How do our you, blood what's pressure the, and our cholesterol is amazing. Incredible. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But like. Seems unfair. Huh? It seems unfair. It seems unfair, honestly. Yeah. Um, but then I wonder to myself, how do you, what's the measurement? <laughs> of the rectum. Of the rectum. How do you know? And also. Could you. Yes. Could you identify your rectum in a lineup? No I'd way. I give you five rectums. I've never seen lie. back there. I've never seen it. I've never no. seen it. Now, I gave birth, as you know, twice. And there's always an option to put a mirror down there to see what's going uh-huh. on. Yeah. I did not want to sign up for that. They're like, do you want to see? And I was like, nope. I've never yeah, seen course. it before. And I don't plan on seeing it again. No need. No need. What am I, what am I going to learn? <laughs> <laughs> How is this going to help me? I'm not doing anything from that besides pooping. So, like, what could I possibly get by knowing what it looks like down there? Yeah. No. Nothing. No reason. None. No. Not Maybe Brian Johnson can teach us a thing or two. If I want to learn anything from Brian Johnson, it's what I what he's – I want to learn what he's learning about his own rectum and all yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I had a topic to discuss with you, but I think that we're going to need more time to discuss it, which is Time Out Magazine ranked its best pop songs of all time. And I was thinking about sending you this list first, but instead I preferred that a better thing would be to have you react to it. So I will table that for next week. However, I do have a question for you. Okay. Imagine you're married. Okay. Mm -hmm. Your wife has been kidnapped. Okay. Your wife is now held at a location 30 minutes away. You Uh have to drive to rescue her. It's a warm night. It's a warm night and your windows are down. 
are you listening to music on the way there? Uh, I am listening to music on the way there. Let me just say, before I get into my car to get my wife or whatever, I want proof of life. And proof of life <laughs> is a picture of her rectum. A rectum that I, I hopefully, that hopefully I know like the back of my hand. So <laughs> as long Yeah. You didn't know that that's what you do when you get married? <laughs> they take you to a back room after you sign the papers and say, get a good look. <laughs> uh, yes, I am listening to music. Of course. Okay. Yeah, pop myself up. What kind of am I, am I expected to rescue her or are we just doing a money exchange? What's going on? Let's say it's a money exchange. Money exchange, I'm probably not listening to music. Money exchange, I'm because there's really nothing for me to do. To, but to okay, show up. okay. So they say get ten thousand dollars. You have to go to the bank, get those ten thousand dollars. You're in silence with the ten thousand dollars next to you the entire time. I'm probably thinking. I think I I would be silent because I am probably thinking is the ten thousand dollars worth it, <laughs> or is the wife <laughs> worth it? <laughs> There's an old saying, there's many other rectums in the sea. (laughs) (laughs) Are you listening to music? You are, right? You gotta pump yourself up. I'm listening to a podcast. (laughs) Or I'm like sending you guys voice notes. I'm bitching to somebody about it. I'm like, oh, guys, I'm in the car. I have to, hold on, hold on, wait, let me get my, (laughs) hold on, wait. I forgot my keys. Wait one second. And then I stopped the recording. I send it to you anyway. I come back. Yeah. It's uh, scary how accurate that is. And how every <laughs> single time I hear I'm like, why was this sent to me? How about we just get to the information? There's a whole like show beforehand. <laughs> guys, I'm so annoyed. So like Fahad is kidnapped, right? You guys know this already. <laughs> So I'm at work. I'm already thinking about how I have to go home and cook later and I have to take Eden to gymnastics. And suddenly I get a call about this kidnapped. Okay. So I'm in the middle of a call. It's so annoying. I have to watch Roni later. Then I need to record a podcast. This is so inconvenient. That is exactly how my voice note to you guys would go. What? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Can you believe this motherfucker got himself kidnapped and now I have to go rescue <laughs> Like my brother says, there's many rectum in the sea. <laughs> um, we have a weird uh, sibling relationship, and I want to end on this. Um, you know Noah Schnapps, speaking of uh, Stranger Things, he's the boy that plays uh, the kid who gets kidnapped on Stranger Things. Is that Will? Will, right? Yeah. I've only seen two seasons of Stranger Things. I, I know. I know. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, you can skip season three. Yeah, I watched like I think I watched maybe two episodes of season three. I was like, eh. Yeah. You can skip to like the newer season. It's the whole Moscow thing. There's a Russia thing going on. It's great. No, trust me. It's fine. Um anyway, he recently came out. Congratulations to him. Oh. Yeah. He came out and this was he has a twin sister. And I just want to get your take on what he said, his relationship, how it was when he came out to his sister. He said, quote, she was ecstatic. She said that she would have hated the idea of me marrying another girl and having to compete with that girl for my attention. Now oh, it'll no. be a guy. She was like, oh, he'll be my best friend. And oh. hmm. 
Do you think that that's like something that. he should share with people publicly? <laughs> I don't think so. Like, what are you jealous of, I guess? <laughs> like, I think about my relationship with your husband. Uh-huh. I don't think the fact that he's a man, I think that's a good thing for us. I, I don't I don't know. I, I'm not, like, vying for your attention away from him that's fucking weird right that's a weird thing to say (laughs) yeah i'm trying to be i'm trying to be like respectful of their relationship or whatever but that is an objectively weird fucking thing to say (laughs) yeah maybe that's one thing you should just keep to yourself exactly and i don't know about twins like twins i think are a little weird right yeah twins are naturally weird (laughs) (laughs) we can all agree that twins are sus as the young kids say as in general they're they it shouldn't i think that they are you know they are all every human being has dignity and a right to life and all that stuff but You're if not you all should get killed <laughs> i'm not saying they should get killed but if you are offering me a twin today like in this moment the <laughs> only thing that would make me say yes to it is knowing that I have a backup rectum in case mine <laughs> falls through. And identical copy of mine. <laughs> yeah, but like, do, how do you know? How do I how, know? How do you know? How do you know? No, how do you know that it's the identical copy if you're not looking at your own and comparing notes? Oh, no. So I would imagine, I think what happens is when you're twins is you just look at each other's stuff all the time. Like all of your stuff you go... <laughs> Just to make sure, hey, this is what's going on down here. What's going on with you? Let's make sure. Let's exchange some notes. Make sure everything is copacetic. You know how we said that? You know how we said that like people who are homophobic are only homophobic because they think like the worst Mm -hmm. things about gay people because they themselves are constantly thinking about the worst things. I think we are twinophobic because we're thinking about the worst things about (laughs) sibling relationships or twin relationships because we're a bunch of weirdos. We are a bunch of weirdos, probably. Yeah, that's yeah. that seems accurate. Unfortunate. All right. Do you have any other updates you want to share with me? Any other updates? I don't have any I don't other know. updates. Do it's football any... season. All right. Um, are you excited about that? I know you went to the Eagles practice. You must have been excited about that. How was that for you? I got to see that ass on Jalen Hurts. It was amazing. Um, it was really nice. Um, we're gonna we're planning to go away to see an away game also oh yeah thinking about going uh to an away game at some point with the kids and everything so i'm i guess i'm looking forward to it my husband has already decided he he's very panicked he hasn't decided yet he said i really have to start thinking hard and i said about what he said about what i'm gonna eat for week one (laughs) he's like have you started menu planning for week one and i said no so i guess that's something to look forward to but when i went to the practice everybody kept saying this is it this is it this is the year this is the year Mm -hmm. and i was like all right guys a lot of expectations a lot i've been to many eagles games especially in the beginning of the season to know that that's just kind of what they always say i think that's what all sports people say you know in general that's what you like to go into the season believing like the 49ers don't really have a quarterback Mm -hmm. which is uh distressing but the nfl 100 list came out recently and so the nfl puts out this list every year of the top 100 players in the nfl 
Mm-hmm. And the 49ers have eight of them. And really, they could have like 10 or 12 of them. So the team is extremely talented. So I know in the back of my head, this whole not having a real quarterback other than Brock Purdy thing is distressing. Mm-hmm. But I also don't care. I am 100% in. This is the year. The 49ers are going to win a Super Bowl. And oh it my. is my destiny to watch watch it happen. Oh my! That's God. just what I believe. And wow. if it doesn't happen, I'm going to blame myself. <laughs> that seems really healthy. <laughs> it feels like a really healthy mindset to go into a thing that is not at all in your control. Even Not at bit. all. Mm-hmm. Not not only is it not in my control, but it also has no effect on my life. Like mm-hmm. it has, if anything, I am giving them my money. I am giving them my time and I'm getting absolutely nothing in return other nothing. than the right to root for it and just being very, very upset if it doesn't happen. And I Yeah, that seems reasonable. Well. That seems reasonable. You sound as, <laughs> um, as, uh, is it salient would be the right word? Oh, sure. <laughs> it depends what the next thing is that you're going to say. As the gentleman who is trying to de-age his rectum. Okay. <laughs> There's very few things in the world that you can control. Okay. Yeah. You'd be better off trying to de-age your scrotum than you would trying to root for this team to win. Oh, hold on. Was scrotum on the list? Because I have a lot of thoughts on my scrotum. <laughs> I, I see that thing multiple times during a day. Um, oh, I didn't know that scrotum and rectum were two different things. Did you? <laughs> Aren't you almost 40? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have one, so I didn't know. <laughs> did you Did you think that you had, like, you thought the scrotum and the rectum were one thing? Did you think that you also had a scrotum? No, I know that I don't have okay. a scrotum, but I didn't know did where you... the scrotum was. <laughs> I have it's two sons sack. and a husband. It's it's the ball sack. <laughs> I know. I just Googled it and I found out. It's the pouch where the testicles sit. Anyway, that's it for this episode. I'll be back <laughs> later to talk to Arthi about Real Houses of New York and a whole bunch of other stuff. And we'll be covering the Salt Lake City trailer as well. Okay, I'm going to go... <laughs>